Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Greetings. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you most likely experienced at least one trauma during your childhood. How can I be so confident about this statement, you ask? I say this because the SAMHSA, which is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Association, has determined that by the age of 16, two-thirds of children have experienced at least one trauma. That would be called an adverse childhood experience. According to the CDC and NCHS, one child in every six will go on to develop PTSD if they've had an adverse childhood experience. Many more will be diagnosed with anxiety, depression, personality disorders, and have physical health problems that will lower the quality of their lives and shorten their lifespan. Trauma in childhood has serious consequences for its victims and for society. Childhood trauma is defined according to the DSM-4 and DSM-5 as exposure to actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. This includes experiences of direct trauma exposure, witnessing trauma or learning about trauma that happened to a close friend or relative, motor vehicle accidents, bullying, terrorism, exposure to war, child maltreatment, which can be physical, sexual, and emotional abuse or neglect, and exposure to domestic and community violence. It can also include physical trauma and surgery, environmental trauma, such as with climate change, learning disabilities, a parental history of childhood trauma, or a distant parent, which is a form of neglect. These experiences are all considered part of ACEs, or Adverse Childhood Experiences. The score of the original ACEs were 0 to 10. Ideally, everybody should be at a 0 or a 1. But unfortunately, that isn't the case. When you add in the new experiences to be considered, it shows that it is exceedingly difficult not to be affected by your childhood. According to the site ACEs Too High, When you compare people who have a zero ACE score to people with an ACE score of four, you will find the latter are twice as likely to be smokers, 12 times more likely to attempt suicide, seven times more likely to be alcoholic, and 10 times more likely to inject street drugs. Compared to people with zero ACEs, people with an ACE score of six or more are likely to have a shorter lifespan by as much as 20 years. So childhood trauma is life trauma. One sign of the ingrained nature of these adverse childhood experiences can be found in how many adults 
continued to believe the old sayings that children are to be seen but not heard. Children are to do what they are told without question. Children are the property of their parents and so can be treated however they feel is most appropriate for their, the parents, expectations. These were beliefs from many decades ago and even centuries ago, but they persist. We can see these attitudes in families, childcare settings, schools, and even the justice system. These beliefs also tend to be found more in those who label themselves as conservatives, although it is not exclusive to them. What lies below these attitudes are the beliefs that children are born evil and need to be trained to be acceptable to society. You may not believe this, but I see it daily as I go to stores and out in the community. Parents are yelling at their kids, telling them that they are bad, and threatening them with physical punishment. They show little empathy if their child is tired, hungry, ill, or hurt. Some would argue that I must be seeing low-income parents. Yes, I do see some of them acting this way, but I also see many upper-middle-class and upper-class parents doing the same thing. I also interact with school administrators and teachers, not all of them, of course, who have the same mindset. They promote the zero-tolerance approach to student misbehavior and even disability. Our country has been working to improve how our children grow, learn, and develop the skills needed to be productive adults for several decades. But it appears as if improvements are small, as noted by the increase in poverty, increasing incarcerations, and increase in drug and alcohol use disorders. We are also seeing increases in chronic health diseases in adults of the type known to be related to adverse childhood experiences. There have been legislative attempts to improve child health through the schools with child trends noting that the number of states with policies encouraging or requiring schools to provide professional development on trauma-informed care has increased from nine to 30 from September of 2017 to the September of 2019. But this must be balanced by the, by the policies that go against curriculum that could improve the lives of subpopulations of schools, such as the LGBTQ group. There are school policies which don't allow discussion of LGBTQ individuals in their sex education classes. This is even with the knowledge that such education for students decreases the rate of bullying and harassment of LGBTQ students. There are more risks for children to experience trauma in the last few years, which is showing up in our mental health statistics for children under 18. Let's list events which may be adding to the stress of children and adolescents that can lead to lifelong trauma and health effects. There's poverty, racism, political division, climate change, extremism, and the COVID pandemic. Children rely on parents and other caregivers to keep them safe, housed, and fed. According to the journal Pediatrics from December 2021, they noted that from April 1st, 2020 through June 30th, 2021, 
over 140,000 children in the United States experience the death of a parent or grandparent caregiver. The risk of such loss was 1.1 to 4.5 times higher among children of racial and ethnic minority groups compared with non-Hispanic white children. Overall, however, for every four children in the US, one lost a parent or caregiver to COVID. This is considered an ACE. The proportion was higher for children of color and those who lived in poverty. This means that they already had one or more ACEs even before COVID entered the picture. Their chance of having a healthy life is decreased immensely. These children are being further stressed with the people and media who claim that COVID isn't real, that vaccines are bad, and that we shouldn't have our liberties trampled on by requiring masks, social distancing, and other public health recommendations to keep the rate of infection and death lower. Each of these situations or events creates a sense of instability in the child's life. They look to the adults around them to find safety and security. Unfortunately, they are not finding it. Adults are as stressed and unsure of what is happening as are their children. Most have not experienced the extent of discord found now since the 60s. And no one has experienced all of them at the same time. This means that we will have at least two to three generations struggling to make life feel like there is a chance for happiness. And that is only if we can get these situations under control. This is going to take a major mindset shift for huge portions of our society. So what do you need to do to be part of the change needed if we're going to lower childhood trauma? First, get involved in organizations that are advocating for improvements in these areas. Support your state and local initiatives to end racism and improve economic lives of our neighbors. Support and become part of the movement to get a handle on climate change. Push our elected officials to do their jobs to support their constituents, not their party or major donors. Create events of change where civil discussion is promoted to diminish the power of extremists. And finally, prove you are part of your community by following COVID guidelines to decrease the spread of COVID.